it's so, so exciting to um, be with you. As Steve said, my name is Paul. Um, I'm one of the pastors at King's. It's my privilege to lead the team. I thought if I shared a little bit about myself to start with, because you might not all know much about me, and then um, we'll we dive in and we'll have a look at this. And I think, did you say, Steve, 20 past 10? Finish, yeah? Is that... Right, is that, is that okay? So... Um, I'm married to Chloe, I've got four boys, the oldest is 17, the youngest is um, nine, and um, they keep us very much on our toes. Um, I've, I've lived in Hastings since I was 15, I've been part of King's since I was 15, I'm now 43. Um, other than one year when I was sent off to India to do a year's leadership training for the church, I've been in Hastings right the way through, I did um, university day release up in Greenwich and various other things like that. I've worked on staff for the church for the last 12 years. Before that, I was a quantity surveyor um, and worked in the construction industry for about 14 years. Um, very much enjoyed it. I found counting bricks an awful lot easier than pastoring people. Um, <laughs> but I'll tell you more about that. I'll tell you more about that at another time. Um, it is a real, real privilege to serve the church um, in this way. Steve was nearly right in the fact I've been leading the team for the last seven years, not the last six years. And Steve used to be my youth leader, so, so, so I, I used to, before we moved to Hastings, I, was, I lived in Northiam with my family, Steve and Laurie were there, we were part of the local Anglican church, St Mary's, and uh, Steve and Laurie set up a youth group there, I used to go as a 10 or 11 year old, I went to play football in their very big garden, that was why I went, and whenever Steve used to do a talk, I used to time him. And if he went over about five minutes, I started to sort of show the fact that I thought he was going on too long. And it was time to move on to the next thing. So Steve has the opportunity now and has done over the last few years to completely get his revenge um, on me. What, what is it that is going on in our hearts um, at the moment? We, we want to see Bexhill, Hastings... 1066 country, transformed by the power of the gospel. To see the very fabric of our communities impacted by the love of Jesus Christ, leading to transformation. Isn't that what we're about? Isn't that what we burn with a passion for? We want to see the impact so deep that it affects family life. It affects crime level. It affects education system. Now, I know you, you may be thinking, cool, they are, they are big ambitions, but we, we serve a big God. And we're called to set our expectations high. And we know if we look back at church history, in times past, God has done those things. He hasn't done them in every generation, but he has done those things. And I think, well, why, why not? Why not? Why He's raised churches up at such a time as this to see his purposes fulfilled. That we take the kingdom of God out, that we take his joy, his peace, his deliverance, his healing, his salvation, his justice out into our communities. Isn't, isn't that, in a sense, why we're here? Isn't that why we've got a passion to go beyond Hastings? I mean, we've always had... An outpost in Bexhill, King's Church, for the last 40 years we've been there as a church. But 
I don't think we've necessarily surfed Bex Hill as well as we could have done with that distance, with that geographical um, gap. But is it possible? Is it possible to see this change? Well, this is what Bill Hybels says. The local church is the only organization that can transform the human heart. It is only the love of Jesus that conquers sin, wipes away shame, and heals the human heart, reconciles enemies, and ultimately changes the world one person at a time. Therefore, local congregations are so important. And that's what we're looking to do here in Bexhill, to partner with other churches, to honour what's going on there, but actually to see can we do something that adds to the mix and serves the community of Bexhill. What did Jesus say? What were some of the last words that he said in Matthew 28? You all know your Bibles well, nothing new here, but let me remind you of it. And Jesus said to his disciples, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, for, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the very, e- very end of the age. Planting local churches to see people reach with the gospel, to see the poor served, to see disciples made is the most effective way of doing those things. That's what we see in the Bible. The church isn't a building or organization, but a group of people who follow Jesus together. And when God was planning how to tell the world about salvation, in Christ alone, he planned the local church. That's, that's it. You'll know, you'll know as you get to know me, I am passionate about local church. I'm, I'm, I'm totally biased. But I am passionate about local church. Not a building, not an organization, but a group of people who love Jesus and believe they can do some stuff together to see communities transformed and disciples made. It is amazing what we can do together. So what, what is it that we, at King's Church, and we need to sort of drop the Hastings bit because we've got bigger plans than that, haven't we? Hastings is a wonderful place. I love it. I love it loads. But, hey, I'm going to get to love Bexhill as well. Do you know what I mean? And I know you guys love Bexhill. What's our, what's our part in this? Well, this is what we feel God has called us to do. To grow a healthy church, bringing the kingdom of God to Bexhill and 1066 country. That's what we're about. We want to grow a healthy church that brings the kingdom of God to Bexhill and 1066 country. I think probably the fact that I was brought up in a village, out in the sticks, has given me a heart for more than just Hastings. And actually what we're planning with one church and four venues isn't an end goal, but a stepping stone to what we believe God is calling us to do. So we know there are other towns and villages around that we we may be called to serve in the future. And probably even in this very first time of me saying it here, maybe it might be the case that once we've got Bexhill up and established, it might be that some of you end up moving to start something somewhere else to see God's kingdom expanded. 
Now, I know Steve's already thinking, no, we haven't started yet. Don't, don't already be talking about moving. <laughs> but, but to serve this geographical area, to serve the sort of 140, 150,000 people that make up Hastings, Bexhill, those surrounding towns and villages. So what does healthy church look like? Let me rattle through how we have defined this. And I, I just want to identify these things because these things are important to us. It's who we are. And it's really important, particularly if you're looking in here, to know who we are so that you can make an assessment if that ties up with your values and what you feel is important. Because this is, this is who we are. So for us, healthy church is built on two tracks. The first one is the Word of God. It's the Bible. So we preach the Bible. We believe what the Bible says. When we're looking to pastor people, we look to find out what does the Bible say in order that we can give you advice. Um, if... if if you need help within your marriage, we're not trained marriage counsellors, but we can tell you what the Bible says, and we'll look to teach and disciple and help you grow in that way. And so you'll notice that we often refer back to the Bible. Um, on Sundays, we'll give a 40-minute th- chunk of time in order to really open Scripture up. Our aim is not to give the latest ideas or our, our best thoughts from last week. It's to say, this is what the Bible says in connection with these things. Now, how can we apply it to our lives? How can we put this into practice? We are passionate about the Word of God. We believe contained within it is life and wisdom for people. It points to Jesus Christ, the only way of salvation. And so we are passionate and committed to continuing to preach it. So that's one track. But the other track that we um, are absolutely committed to is the work of the Holy Spirit in church today. We do not believe that the person of the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, was only about in the days of the early church and when the Bible was being written and then he was put on the shelf and we just rely on the Word of God. Yes, Word of God central, absolutely committed to it. But we believe the Holy Spirit was here tonight as we worshipped. He, he, he is active in our lives. We believe that we can be full of the Holy Spirit, as it says in a number of places in the New Testament. We believe the way we grow in holiness is the work of the Holy Spirit within us as we keep in step and fruit is produced in our lives. We believe that as we gather together, there are gifts of the Spirit, prophecy, words of knowledge, discernment, speaking in tongues. Different gifts are available, hospitality, the gift of giving, all sorts of different things, but the Holy Spirit distributes them to the church as he wants in order that we may strengthen and bless one another. And so we absolutely believe that the Holy Spirit is still active. He is alive and he is working in local church. And we love, we absolutely love what he does. And we make space in our worship, we make space in our preaching, we make space in our small groups to see what he wants to do when we gather together. In actual fact, if we want to effectively reach Bexhill, there's no way, have a look around this room. I mean, you guys are pretty wonderful, but you're just not going to cut it. I'm sorry. We need someone greater, stronger, wiser and mightier to come and empower us. That's the person of the Holy Spirit. So we rely, we lean. Do, 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 do I use the person of the Holy Spirit as a crutch? More than that. Absolutely I do. Because I was never meant to live the Christian life in isolation. But reliant on him and his work. About five, six years ago, we had a prophetic word 
that we were to be a church that unblocks wells and digs new ones. That's particularly in reference to making space for the Holy Spirit to come and work in our lives and within church. And so I guess in some ways you could say what we're looking to do in Bexhill is dig some new wells. There's some good ones already there. We're just going to dig a few more that go and join. Why? Because we, we're thirsty for more of him. He's the one that satisfies. So two tracks that we, two tracks that we um, are, are building on. That's what healthy church looks like. Reliant on the word of God. Reliant on the work of the Holy Spirit. Three things we give ourselves to. I'm not going to linger there for too long. But just what first one's making disciples. We're not about gathering a crowd. We want to make disciples. A disciple who walks with Jesus. A disciple who brings the kingdom of God. A disciple who is committed to community. And I love the fact that um, both for 6 o'clock church, which we started just recently, um, and in Bexhill, one of the most important things we're doing in this phase is building community and building commitment to one another. And so what's going on in, in homes and in small groups is absolutely critical to the health of Bexhill, King's Church Bexhill, as it gets up and running. So I just totally want to endorse what Steve and Andrew and Laurie and, and you, you guys are doing as you're building that. It's so, so important. So growing disciples is absolutely key. Second thing is caring for the poor. The church throughout the ages has always been marked out by being compassionate for the poorest and most disadvantaged within the communities, within church itself, but in a broader setting um, as well. And for Christians to be marked out as being people who are full of compassion and full of mercy when they come across those who are disadvantaged or in difficulty. As we get on to the, the four venues in a little while, you'll see that one of the things that we are doing in connection with this whole um, care for the poor is we are investing an awful lot of time and energy into one of our venues with a specific purpose of looking to effectively reach those that at the moment can't access church, which sometimes can appear to be a little middle class. Sorry, just I don't want to upset anyone on first time, but hey, I may not get invited back by Steve anyway. So, so making disciples, caring for the poor, and lastly, going on mission. I mean, I've touched on it already. We are not here just to have some nice worship times and for our minds to be stretched by some good preaching. We're here to reach Vex Hill. And there are tens of thousands of people that if they do not come to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, they will spend an eternity away from him in hell. That is what the Bible teaches. And that, that gives us an energy and a passion to reach those who do not yet know him. To go after them. To bring something of the kingdom into our workplaces, into our families, at the school gate, with our neighbours. The church is the only organisation that can bring the love of Jesus and change the human heart. So what's healthy church like? It's built on the word of God. We enjoy the work of the Holy Spirit among us. We are making disciples. We are caring for the poor. We are going on mission. All of this is about depth. We do, we, we, we do not want to build a shallow church that gathers lots of people but, but doesn't build down. We want to build down into God. So all of those are hallmarks of health 
in the church. But we also want to go broader. There's another part to it. Not just growing a healthy church, but bringing the kingdom to Bexhill and 1066 country. Back in 1992, we had a sort sort of like prophetic word. Certainly a prophetic provocation. And this this came to King's Church. So when was 1992? A long time ago. A long time ago. We have a vision for Hastings. Bringing Hastings under the sound of the gospel and seeing not dozens but hundreds saved, thousands being saved and all the villages along the coast and inland and planting new churches. I feel that what we're looking to do is is in part on the back of provocation to this word. A few years ago, a lady called Judy Wales, who's part of the Hastings venue, saw a torch beam going out from Hastings and highlighting Bexhill, Battle, Hawkehurst, and Rye. And again, at that point in time, we hadn't spoken to the church about this. It was something me and Steve were uh, mulling over, praying into. I mean, I think for the last five, six years, we've wondered when will we look to maybe start sunning in Bexhill. Just haven't felt the timing was right. But again, this prophetic word, just a provocation. I think the time is now right for us to do that. So how are we going to reach out? Well, we're going to reach out to 1066 country through planting venues. We're going to go from one church with two meetings to one church with four venues. So we are planting a venue into Bexhill. We are going to plant a venue into central St. Leonard's. We have just launched 6 o'clock church. So it was the second meeting that we were running. Um, And it was going really well as a meeting. We'd run it for about three years. But we felt we weren't really building church. We weren't really building a congregation. The community wasn't as we wanted it. So beginning of January this year, we relaunched it as a venue. Alid and Louise Cousins um, have taken over the leadership of it. Um, They've done really, really well. And one of the main things they've done, they've changed some of the external stuff to do with the meeting. And that Sunday meeting, that looks really good. But actually what's more important is what they've done in building community life. So they have got, I think, about four um, small groups that are meeting together um, and they're going really well. And it's great. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing the fruit of community together. And the other thing we need to do is we, we need to re-establish the 10 a.m. meeting at Hastings because as we send people out, that's going to have a knock-on effect to those that remain. And actually, the guys staying for the 10 a.m. meeting in Hastings, they've got fresh adventures fresh things to do for God as we look to grow the congregation to grow the venue up again. So let me just give you a little bit of detail about Bexhill. Steve has probably already shared a lot of it with you, but I will repeat it. We are sending out our best. We're sending out Steve and Laurie and Andrew who are going to pick up the leadership um, of this venue. Steve and Laurie have got an amazing pastoral gift. They are excellent at gathering people and pastoring them. And I I believe they're going to be really good at building community um, and building a great foundation here. They're going to lead it forward really, really well. I'm also thrilled that Andrew um, is going with them. He's a younger guy. Um, He has been on staff for the last three years. I, I feel we are so privileged to have him on the team. He has got a strong teaching gift. He is a real blessing to us, and I think he's going to be a blessing to you 
as you get to know him. I know we've also got Adrian and Liz who are part of the core team. I've had the privilege of serving with Adrian and Liz now for the last seven years. They are mighty men and women of faith. Um, I, I have seen them grow in God. They've served in many capacities in church. They, they will add a real strength um, to what is going on. And Ian and Claire, they've been like this little voice in my ear for the last seven years. When are we planting Bexhill? When are we planting Bexhill? They have been a wonderful provocation. And their passion and heart for this community is second to none. And again, I want to commend them. Now, I know there's other leadership gift within this room. And I know that Steve and Laurie and the others are really looking forward to seeing you guys grow and develop. But I'm so excited about this team as it, as it goes, but also what God's going to do uh, further afield. Um, we think as far as what will it look like, I think it's going to look like very similar to what we do 10 a.m. on a Sunday morning. So if you wanted to sort of, as Steve said, if you want to know, well, what's it going to feel like? We, we want to we start by doing it in a very similar way. We want really good um, children and youth work that will back up what's going on. We want it to be vibrant worship um, that we can connect with. Um, similar to the songs we were singing tonight, that sort of style. Good time for preaching the word of God. Great community over coffee. We want to find the right venue. So that's certainly a prayer point for you guys. Um, it's not a priority just yet, but it will be very, very soon. We are, we are looking for 60 plus adults to launch a venue. So that's what we are hoping for. We, we want to have a good number um, as we go. And as you already know, we're, we're starting by building midweek community life prior to our Sunday launch, which will be sometime in mid-January 2018. So although I know for some of you who are a little more impatient, that seems a long time away. I tell you, it's going to fly by. So we're probably going to need to um, have some warm-up meetings in the autumn. So we just work out how does the venue work and what does it look like. So before we know it, summer holidays will be through. And we'll all be right up to our necks in trying to work out how it's all going to work out. Um, it's going to be exciting stuff. Um, just a little bit about Central St. Leonard's. And then I just want to talk about one church because I'm, I'm probably at the, my limit on time. Um, the Central St. Leonard's venue we want to plant, it'll probably be after Bexhill. Um, and we want to build a church there that will reach the Central St. Leonard's community. So there is a lot of diversity there. Um, there's, there's more deprivation there than we see in other parts of Hastings. And although geographically it's not very far away from our 10 a.m. meeting, um, if you don't have a car, it's really difficult to get up to the Hastings Centre if any of you have sort of been up there. We're on the edge of town. And so we want to go to that community and look to build a church there that can serve that community. Now, I believe, I think, we will learn lessons as we do that that will bless the other venues. And so we very much, and the reason I'm taking a little bit of time to share it is because, as Steve said, what we're about here is one church with four venues. And so what happens in six o'clock? I, I, I want the six o'clock congregation to be passionate about what's going on in Bexhill. I want what happens at 10 a.m. and the people there to be passionate about what's going on in St. Leonard's. That we care about what's going on <coughs> in the other venues. Now, although we could 
send out a completely independent church here in Bexhill. We could, we could do that. Um, we feel we're going to be more effective if we stay together. I think we can share leadership gifts and resources so they can be transferred between the venues. We can share good practice as well. So things we learn in one venue. Um, not all of it, but some of it will be transferable to different venues. And rather than trying to fully replicate everything in each venue, actually it means we can travel lighter, focus on the most important things, making disciples, caring for the poor, going on mission, and not worrying things about, so much about church admin and how's the trustees team working and the finance team and all those things. They'll all be operating, but to be quite honest, we can use all of that centrally. And we can focus on the important stuff as we look to reach out to Bexhill. We believe we can do more together and there is a blessing as we serve. Now that means as well, there is a bit of compromise as well. Everyone compromises a little bit in order to stay together as family. But like I say, we believe it's the right way to go. There will be one set of elders that govern the church, set the direction of the church for the four venues. Um, I'm still going to be leading kings. I've got no plans to go anywhere. God hasn't told me anything about moving on at the moment. I don't think Steve's got any plans that I'm moving on. So I think at the moment, at the moment, um, I, I'm still here. But obviously we'll be working with the venues as we grow together as well. Unity between the venues is going to be maintained through shared vision and values. We're going to have one church events. So there will be times when all of the Hastings lot will be coming to Bexhill to see you guys. And there'll be times when Bexhill and maybe in the future Rye will be coming to Hastings to see what's going on there. We're going to have a crossover of people and leadership gift. We're going to have a shared preaching diet. So probably about 80% of the preaching on Sundays will be the same through all the venues. And about 20% of it will be venue specific. Um, we'll be able to share worship resources, children's work best practice. We will be able to send some worship leaders over from Hastings. You'll be able to send some back the other way, no doubt. There's just this opportunity. One church will add strength to venues um, by providing, as I've already said, some of those core uh, services that most of us don't think much about, but I can assure you do go on behind the scenes, like I say, trustees and finance and admin and all those things we'd rather, um, probably rather weren't going on in some ways in church life, but are a necessity. So what, what does it mean? I mean, I'm sure Steve will be unpacking this over the coming months. But for me, I was thinking, as I was just landing, what, what does it mean for us here? Well, I guess probably a question that we would love you to ask is, do you feel God is calling you to join this Bexhill venue? Do you feel your heart's being warmed to it? You're being provoked, you're being stirred, thinking, actually, I, I wonder if God could be leading me, to, leading me to join this venue. Well, for some of you, that's going to be a journey of the next six months, and that's absolutely fine. But for others of you, you may already know that you're in. And if that is the case... Can I encourage you to, as it were, roll your sleeves up. Make a decision. You're going to roll your sleeves up and you're just going to get stuck in. You're going to throw yourself into it. Because 
I haven't actually done any church planting myself. I've heard a lot about it, but I haven't done it. So, hey, we're going to learn together on this one. But from what, I, from what I've heard, it's blimmin' hard work. And although it's a really fun adventure, and I think in some ways there's nowhere else you'd rather be, though, than in it, it is hard work. And I think I just want to encourage you that if you're in, throw yourself right into it. Commit relationally within the small group life. Commit to serving and playing your part, whatever it is, and probably playing multiple parts as well. But, but throw yourself in. Give your heart to it and see where God takes us. Because the only way it's going to work is not actually through what Steve and Laurie does or Andrew. It's going to be as we come together. We commit together to a common purpose and see where God takes us as we follow him. One church, four venues, looking to serve Bex Hill and see what God does with us. Brilliant. Who am I?